You're, you're recording me talking about stupid fucking cookies. I am recording you! Remind because me to put the explicit tag on this episode since I cussed in the first, like, ten seconds. I know. Well, I mean, you were going off on a tangent about cookies, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm a cookie monster. Uh, this should be, on, I just said, this should be on the podcast. Like, flying is no fun anymore. It's awful. Um, you're cramped in there. I can't even open my computer. Like, I weigh 196 pounds. I am five foot, what, nine, ten? Uh-huh. What was I when I graduated high school? Five foot yeah. six. Now I'm like five foot nine and a half, five foot ten. I weigh <laughs> like this is mostly muscle. I have super broad shoulders, right? Like annoyingly broad shoulders for my frame and my tiny head, right? <laughs> and I can't fit in like I can open I can't even open my computer three quarters of the way in a standard seat if somebody leans back. It's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh you you can't fit. I was just saying, telling you, they bring you those biscotti cookies, which used to be special. They're not even good cookies. They're like some random cinnamon flavor. Like, I don't even know what they are. They used to be cool because when you first started flying is you could only get them there. Now you can get them everywhere. Like they're, they're just ridiculous, right? They're, they're stupid. And, and, And then they give them to you like, and on a six hour flight, they bring like beverage service one time and then throw some water at you halfway through. Like it's crazy. (laughs) this is very it to me i find this very humorous (laughs) i'm just imagining you sitting in a chair and you're like i don't want your cookie take your cookie back and then they're like you man with the broad shoulders i'm throwing you a water now no i don't want your water get it away from me pretty much what happened at least i didn't sit in the aisle this time where everybody hits my shoulder like the entire flight i made that mistake flying out to indianapolis a month uh, last month and we're sorry for the inconsistent podcast um this is my fault not greg's for once i (laughs) i have gone to the dentist like at what every other tuesday every other tuesday been flying to indianapolis or miami for my job uh, on other Tuesdays, Miami would be the one I'm complaining about because that was a six, at least I had a nonstop, but it was six hours back and on American Airlines. American Airlines, as I like to say, part of the One World Alliance. And if you look at the logo, it's the One World Alliance where they have you by the balls. Huh. Okay. Try looking at their logo. I know this is a podcast. So this doesn't really help, but trust me. You're, you're giving people, you're giving people uh, a visual reference for their 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 listening experience that's it's good radio <laughs> now i'm curious to see if they've actually changed their logo uh no. to update it uh, but that's you know it, oh they've changed it now it's just a circle with the words one world in it that's not even as cool well that's lame it's still a circle though now it's the most generic trash logo ever you, you gotta be kidding me not only do they suck but they have a lame logo i'm i'm yeah. Did you uh, know that Alaska Airlines joined the One World Alliance, though? Did they? Oh, yes. Wow. So like, they're like the best airline in the One World Alliance, right? If I fly Alaska, I can still get for, what, $8 the fruit and cheese plate. So, like, if I'm working and then I'm getting on an airplane right away, there can be food waiting for me on the plane. This American Airlines flight that was six hours long would not even let you purchase food. Ah. Uh. Six hours. You couldn't even buy food to be there on the plane for you. Boo. It's it's 
it's really crazy how how they treat you. American Airlines, boo, you suck. <laughs> I don't fly enough anymore, so I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, well, you, well, we could fly. We could go visit our loyal listeners eventually. This could loyal happen listener. again. That's fair, loyal listener. I mean, it's not like you're never going to fly again. I, I mean, I might someday once. Well, you're going to have a book that comes out again eventually. I don't have any place to go, Dan. Where am I going to go? Well, when your next book comes out, when Junior Braves 3 comes out in 2048. I guess I could could go visit my family in places. I have family. (laughs) You could do that. You could go to Japan. I could, or, or Brazil, or the east coast or you know just anywhere my family is the midwest would grandma wherever want they to go, are. To go to japan huh would, would grandma want to go to japan you know she says she's too old to travel now i would go to japan with you and watch new japan pro wrestling <laughs> i'm sure you would she i i asked her if she wanted to go a while back and she said no and now she doesn't want to go anywhere so which i understand just, well, it does turn out, I've looked up uh, this very important information. Yeah. Uh, Alaska Airlines is part of the One World Alliance now, and so oh. is Japan Airlines. Oh, so well, I bet my miles that I'm accumulating on Alaska Airlines, because I've been putting all of these miles on Alaska and Airlines, even if I fly one of these other airlines, like uh, American Craptastic Airlines. Yeah. Uh, it all I goes all towards the same thing. So Japan could happen. I wonder what a, but I, I imagine there'd be no good comic book conventions in Japan. It would be all that anime stuff that no, no, I no. love there's, so much. They have good comic book conventions. They're just, it's just different. Well, we should do that. That would be fantastic. Uh, we, we go to a comic book convention and then go to uh, pro wrestling in Japan. Well, and baseball. I'll just do all the things I like to do here, but I'll do them in Japan. There you go. It seems very culturally sensitive. I mean, it it's all the same things that people everywhere like to do. So it's not it's it's not a stretch. Well, we norm. aren't supposed to be talking about airlines, Japan, travel, comic book conventions, or the One World Alliance that has you by the balls. No. No. We're supposed to be talking about Nathaniel Dusk number three. Oh my oh. goodness. We're back we're back on that old business. Yeah, but you know what Nathaniel Dusk has in common with what? the One World Alliance? What's that? I think that the uh, drugstore, dime store villains in these issues, well, I think they have him by the balls that's on top true. of a train. Yeah, they do. They think they got him by the balls. They think they do. And we're going to find out if they do. But when we last left Nathaniel Dusk, he was in a pretty precarious situation. Oh, yeah. He's being chased on a train. And let's catch everybody back up because we've been gone for a while. So we've been reading Nathaniel Dusk, Private Investigator. And it's a fantastic, beautifully penciled and color penciled series Mm -hmm. by Gene Colan, right? Yeah. And uh, this one looks like it was inked by Dick Giordano, which... Jeez. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's that may just be the cover. Might, yeah, the cover. Yeah, I think it's just the cover. But still, I mean, geez. Okay. Yeah, it's weird that they. Yeah, they they did. They did make the covers look brighter. I guess you you're still still selling these on the newsstand. Yeah. I don't think these were direct. You want people to 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 walk by, see it pop, grab it, take it home, flip it open, and go. 
Yeah, I think the yeah. second series, yeah, I think the second Nathaniel Dusk miniseries was a direct sale, but I, this was a newsstand sale, so they had to make it bright and shiny. So while well, we're here and we've got uh, where we left off, uh, Nathaniel Dusk has been targeted by some folks. Oh, and yeah. he's been being chased around New York City. His uh, his other, I don't want to say girlfriend, but other has been murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police may think that he did it. Oh, they do. <laughs> I think it's not so good. No. And we've got so some uh, dime store uh, mobster villains. Yeah. That have been chasing him around. I, I think that's a good description of where we're caught up. Yeah. And we last saw him on a train. With a gun aimed at him, which yeah. is always precarious. Oh, yeah. Very bad. I'm not really good at trains. No, you don't like trains? I don't mind trains. I, I oh. think, I mean, they're probably better than airplanes. Mm-hmm. I, I Definitely, they're better than airplanes. They're just really slow. So I get at least airplanes. I don't think I could have taken a train to Miami. It's a long ride. It would have been a long ride. Did you know that Miami, Seattle to Miami is the longest uh, continental nonstop, like, in the U.S., like continental U.S. I'm nodding my head as I've flown it before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Miami. Yeah, it's a place. So, well, we're here <laughs> and we flip the front cover and we have an advertisement for Joust. Whoa. Joust. Did you know? Yes. No. That I used to take my Joust cartridge and walk it up and down the street back and forth to Rob Hayes' house. And one time I dropped the Joust cartridge and it got oh. left outside. Oh, no. And it was run over by a car. It like fell out of my bag. Oh. And this is at the point where I realized you could take that little chip out of the cartridge and just put the chip in there and everything would work fine. <laughs> and you're like, I am a genius. So I saved Joust. <clears throat> but now, well, you have my Atari. <laughs> and I guess I should get it back from you because uh, apparently we're not selling it. It's just hanging out in the back. <laughs> right. I don't know why. You said it was too dirty, but I think it probably needs not to be cleaned. <laughs> for two years so i don't have the time to do it if you want to if you want to sell your atari you gotta clean your atari i got other stuff to clean for two years yes. so <laughs> it's been in the back for two years that's right i just want to emphasize for two years it's your atari you, you want to sell it you got to clean it that's them is the rules it says greg for the first time ever on this podcast i, I told you before no, no, you just said it was dirty before. You didn't say any of I these said things it was dirty. You asked clarify. why it wasn't put out. I said it was too dirty to put out. I said, if you want to sell it, you got to clean it. You didn't say that last part. Well. Like, you used to have a guy to clean these things, and you uh, don't have a guy anymore. We don't need to get into who that was, but yeah. you used to. You did used to have a guy nope. that did these yeah, things. But you would have definitely not gotten your money out of it. <laughs> I, I also have no idea how to clean the, <laughs> clean the Atari, but that's fine. Joust. Important, Joust. fun family story. Uh, I love Joust, by the way, the game, even the Atari game with the crappy graphics. I if there was a Joust game right now, we would be playing it. It would. I love Joust. I don't know what genius thought about putting people on birds and having them fly and hit each other. Someone with an idea about giant birds. It is kind of interesting to how the little Jouster guys yeah. like they come out of the egg. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like birds are usually born with human jousters riding them when they come out of the egg, right? Yeah. Okay. And then they're like born a jousting, a jousting. But with such a terrible premise, it's a, it was a fantastic concept for a game and a fun mm-hmm. arcade game. Yeah. To play against somebody else. Not a good board game, though. <laughs> was there a jousted board game? Yeah. That sounds awful. 
I mean, it it could be fun, but it's just takes a long time to play. Did you have the Zenith looking TV in this joust ad? Yes. There's one in the See, back. Our TV had the dials on it. <laughs> There's I have I have I have um one in the very, very back of the store. That is true, you do have one in the very, very back of the and store. Then I have another one in the very, very back of the store with the dials. <laughs> well, enough on the joust ad. Yes. Like oh. I well, guess this is going to be one of those episodes. This is going to be one of those episodes where I get distracted by everything, isn't it? It well, Dan. If our one, we should have also know. known. I had no idea. <laughs> we should. I. How did I never notice before? Atari, a Warner Communication company. <laughs> when did that happen? I, is that what killed them? I mean, that's what killed WCW, right? I believe it. it so uh, Warner is responsible for killing everyone. I, you know, my DC. No, Warner didn't wonder- kill Turner. Wait, Turner merged with who? DC is a Warner Communications company too. I know. Oh man, you think? <laughs> Do I think that Warner has killed DC over the years by its multiple mergers and buyouts and changes and AT and T and? Aren't we all owned by the Discovery Channel now? What the hell happened? I have no clue, man. Yeah, Discovery bought. HBO. Really? Bought Warner. Yes. Have oh. you not seen this? No, I haven't. I, yeah. So how have you how have you missed this news? I, so Discovery bought at least the bought Warner. Yeah, they bought Warner Media. Interesting. On April, they took control on April 8th. They took control of HBO, CNN, Warner Brothers. How did you miss this? So I, CNN had just launched their own streaming service. Uh-huh. And then Discovery bought them and like shut it down the next day. <laughs> so they had wow. hired all these people. I shouldn't be laughing about people losing their job, but it's just so absurd. They had just launched it and then they wanted to fold it under HBO Max or some other thing or Discovery uh-huh. Plus or whatever. And they blew it up. Yeah. And, and I and I am trepidatious because, you know, we keep having these mergers uh, with the Warner properties, who knows what happens to comics, right? I mean, basically, DC is just an IP farm at this point. Mm-hmm. Intellectual property farm for yeah, yeah. Uh, that's for people that can't translate, you know, initials on the fly. That's why there are nine thousand Batman books every month. Yes, a varying quality, varying quality. So I think I'm buying one. Though I should be buying the Nightwing books. Uh, there's been a lot of Nightwing on Twitter. Has there? Huh. Well, I think I get different tweets than you, maybe oh, because I like different things than you. But I've been getting a lot of Nightwing butts on Twitter. Oh, the butt don't the butt doesn't lie. Yeah, I don't think you probably don't get as many of those on your feed. I'm guessing probably not. You probably get but, a lot of. <laughs> I don't know. There's some folks that you know. They've been a, there's. There's uh, a lot of folks very appreciative of Nightwings, but of various genders and uh, people you'd be surprised. Gail Simone seems to be a, a big fan. Well, I mean, Nightwing, he's a very athletic superhero. So why would he not have and a nice And he has butt? a cute dog now, too. Oh, does it rival Krypton? Crypto? <laughs> Excuse me? Is it, does, it, does it rival Crypto? Well, it rivals Krypton because Krypton exploded into a million pieces and no so, longer exists. So, so. I, 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 I corrected myself and said crypto. Well, which crypto? Uh, the crypto oh. in the movie played by The Rock or the crypto in the comic book? Either. Well, I'm going to, I don't know on the, the, the first one, right? I, I don't know yet. 
Um, I'm a little bit disappointed because Ace the Bat Hound was never a member of the Legion of Super Pets, uh. but Prody was, but they've removed Prody and they've put in Ace the Bat Hound because we have to have a Batman and everything. Uh-huh. And then they change it to the League of Super Pets, right? Because we have yes. to be like the Justice League, even though there has never been a League of Super Pets, only yes. a Legion of Super Pets. Yes. And this is what happens when, you know, 47-year-old nerds, in my case, yes. overanalyze a movie. That's just supposed to be fun for kids. Yes. You know what's also amazing? 18 minutes in and we haven't even got to page one of Nathaniel oh. Dusk. Part well, we got three. to the Atari ad. <laughs> we talked about the cover. We talked about the ad. 18 we talked about airplanes. And airplanes and your dislike and for the trains. Cookies. I did talk about it. I talked about trains. Trains. Oh, yeah. We talked about... Uh, yes. Okay. I apologize. Okay. Well... He Nathaniel Dusk is on a train and the train he's uh, the narrator says, well, who is Nathaniel Dusk is the narrator. So I guess Nathaniel Dusk is thinking uh, the train lurched and swayed like a Coney Island roller coaster. Whoa, not a big fan. I, I don't think I'd be a big, I, you know, that wooden roller coaster at the fair. In oh, yeah. That's that's eh, I'm not a big fan. I've ridden some other roller coasters now and was substantially less scared. But I think the old wooden shaky ones kind of did it did me in there for many years. There you go. Yeah. So that sounds terrifying it. to me. Yeah. And he's the got a gun bar. aimed at him. And there we are. Yeah. Well, we go on to the next page. And what's best to do when you're on a train and a gun's being pointed at you from another train car? Oh, you just, you know, get into it. Get into You the... jump off and yeah. run into the other person. Yeah, of course. That's the, that's the way to make it all better <laughs> yeah i mean unfortunately and it, this section is all narrated so it's all nathaniel desk narrating uh what's happening uh which you're also seeing visually so I, I honestly think you know we've not been critical of this book at all i think there's too much narration on the next two pages what i mean well, i well, can see it the art is so clear he's like saying the gun blast you know was so close it burned my flesh yeah i can see it in the picture i don't need a narration to tell me yeah but i mean it it's part of the it's it's part of the charm of the the detective novel the nor the nor story that's fair you know to have that type of uh the gun blast narration. was so close it burned my flesh left my temple throbbing like him the first sunburn of the summer as you're looking at the at the panels. Yeah. And then I need, then I, I had a pipe too when I read that too. And I tapped it. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Yep. Very good. Just give you the visual. Okay. Very good. Well, anyway, we have a fight. Uh, they're slamming into the back of a train and then they get hooked in the metal links of the chain that join the two cars. Oh, we, and, and we definitely are having like a my camera moment, right? Right here. Mm hmm. To your point with the, yeah. the detective genre. So it's pretty fantastic. I I should be critical once in a while of this book. Uh, but <laughs> it's uh, a, no, 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 you can be critical. It's OK. I'm, I will. I will continually always be the ever so vigilant. No, it's so good, though. Well, we've been gushing over the book for <laughs> two whole issues. and I don't think we've criticized it once. So I, I do like I mean, in the visual art form, though. It, it is nice sometimes when the visuals tell the story, right? Yeah. And oh, even sure. I get to the next page. I think you're right. The narration serves a purpose, but mm -hmm. when... I think the chain links are too big. 
Yeah, that's that's not my complaint. No. The art's fantastic. Yeah. The words are fantastic too. I mean, if I'm just reading the story, I think sometimes though when I read a story with too much narration, I don't pay attention to the art. I just read through the story. And that's why you have to reread the story twice again. Or three times in this case, three or four. Yes. Well, in this case, uh, what was the big guy's name? Oh, you know, uh, Loudmouth. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he's flying off the train. Uh, he hits the electric rails. He keeps falling and he crunches on top of a car. Oh, I think he's dead. What do you think? You think he's dead? I, I, I don't think he made it. And oh, my God, on the next page, we have <gasps> one of the original Masters of the Universe ads. Yeah. Oh, man. The original. Like, this was the original, right? Yeah. Right here. Oh, wow. Can you name everybody on this page? Go. Uh, well, I mean, he got He-Man, Tila, Men at Arms, Skeletor, Beastman. Um, shoot, there's two that I. What's the what? What are the what are the what are the ones that I didn't name? I don't know the ones in the back, so okay. I was figuring you did. Um, I don't know the one that looks like uh the guy in the scooter there. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's kind of like. I can't tell. And then uh, I can't. There's no merman in this one. That makes me sad. Yeah. And then the, the flying guy, I, I can't remember his name. I, I, although I just literally watched a cartoon with him in it. And it's so weird because his glasses don't like they're his eyes. So they're not glasses. <laughs> right. So weird. And then the guy, so in the the, basically yeah. the Adam strange rip off up and up there flying. We yeah. don't know who that is in yeah. Master of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And the Metron ripoff there in the scooter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, brought to you by Mattel and really cheap filmation cartoons. Yes. And we get the next page. Arax, Son of Thunder. Ah. By Roy Thomas and Ron Randall with art. I did not know Ron Randall drew Arak. I'll be like, Ron, draw me some Arak. <laughs> you know, I might actually. And he'll be uh, like, go away. <laughs> I am. I am super no, he'll be anxious like, oh, okay. for, <laughs> for, for Trekker. Who's new Trekker? I'm super anxious for my, well, I've got a new issue in the coming to me. And then I've already signed up for the next Kickstarter. So I also just got uh, Carl Kiesel's impossible Jones in the mail. Oh, and I have nice. a present for you. Oh yeah. Yes. Because I, in the last Kickstarter, cause I know you don't order that. I ordered you cause it was, a great deal. I ordered you the volume one hardcover so you could have one so we could review it. Oh, very nice. So it's sitting here at the house. So I need to actually, you know, get that to you so you can read it and I can reread it because it is fun and we are going to review it at some point. Well, just like the new DC, there's no stopping us now. That's fair. See what I did there? I, I did. <laughs> and you could sell newspapers. So, all right, we're back. Uh, so he makes it onto the train, uh, still narrating his way around, but uh, <laughs> a little stunned and a little shocked. No pun intended. Yeah. He heads off the train at the first stop and starts running. And he's running out into that slushy weather that we've been talking about in the previous episodes. Uh, mm -hmm. They kind of shut down or stymied New York there. He's trying to get in away from 1934. Uh, the <laughs> he makes it back to his office yeah, and yes. he's he's trying to get away so Cadaver doesn't come find him. So mm -hmm. he's, he's taken he's taken out one of the guys, but it was unintentional. And now he's waiting for the other guy to come take him out. 
So he makes it to the office and he crashes, falls asleep, and he's not in good shape. Let's no, just say he's, that. He's uh he's having some 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 dreams, some memories, some reminiscing about uh about World War the War. I. Yeah. Or what would be the war at that time? Yeah. What we would call World the War. Great war. <laughs> yeah, the Great War. Yeah, he's thinking about the uh, mustard gas, right? Yeah. So we get to Saturday morning and look, Jenny's back. Hey. He's hanging out with the kids again. Yeah. And we get one of those awkward scenes again where they're chatting and he mentions to Jenny, hey, hold up a minute, Jenny. You know, you can't live with your grandma. Your mama told me she'd been dead for years and he it's revealed to her no no she's not in fact jenny says grandma lives uh where no one could visit her now so i know you're wrong <laughs> interesting i don't what? know if that'll show up later or not that doesn't make any sense but it does i kind of i'm i'm gonna admit i if you're reading this i'm giving you a partial clue but i missed that on the first read through the importance of it yeah so, but we've got, but we did get another clue here and I should have been paying attention because he narrates, I told myself it was what a detective was supposed to do. I told myself it would help me find out who had killed her. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know what that is yet, but they did give us a clue that something on that page is yeah. going to help lead to him solving the problem. Right. So he goes and starts looking at photos. He goes upstairs and starts digging through photos he sees a bunch of pictures and he grabs an address that says Miss Stella Julian, 1514 125th Street, apartment 4A, New York, New York. <gasps> but wait. Wait, is that past 110th Street? Oh. I I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't about the about the address. I was I was like, oh, but he can't leave quite yet. <laughs> oh, that's fair. You're already getting into the action, but I'm distracted because there's a fantastic song, you know, in black exploitation film about 110th Street. Oh, is there? I, I mean, do you not know these things? How do you not know these things? I, Bobby I, Womack, I, some of the greatest lyrics ever. I don't know. I regale me. <laughs> what across 110th Street? Pimps trying to catch a woman that weak. That's weak. Across 110th Street, pushers won't let the junkie go free. Across guess- 110th Street. Women trying to catch a trick on the street across 110th Street. You can't find it all in the street. You can find it all in the street. Sorry, not you can't, but you can. You, you don't know this? How do you not know this song? This is like I, 70s black exploitation cinema, cinema at its finest. I just wanted to get you. I just wanted to have you. I'm not going to try to <laughs> sing it. <laughs> Darn it. Hey, brother, there's a way out. Snorting that coke, <laughs> shooting that dope. Man, you're copping out. Yeah. And this, is song is, song? this song is this song is on my that wants to go find it. What the song is, is fantastic. It? Bobby Womack, 110th Street. You can fight it. I, this is on my Soul Tuesday listening list. There you go. It's making me so sad that you don't know the song. I didn't say I didn't. Oh, you're it's one of those things where you try to get me to explain it to you when I really didn't need to kind of things. I was trying to get you to explain it to the listener, but now you've you've. Oh, I got it. Well, anyway, you're right. Oh, Cadaver's damn. there. <laughs> it's not Cadaver. It's his buddy. Oh, you're right. Never mind. It's his detective. Yep. My bad. That's why he's yeah, calling yeah. him Nate. Yeah. It's Abrams. Yeah, he finds him there. And now they have a nice chat um, where he starts accusing him of, of doing bad things. Why did you do these things, Nate? 
Why'd you do all these bad things? I didn't do these bad things. What are you talking about? But you did do bad things. And he's like, I should shoot you, but you're not. I'm leaving. Okay, he leaves. You threw a guy off the train. (laughs) Well, okay, I did that thing. But he lets him walk out and drops his gun. So there you go. And so Abrams is going to let him try, is going to let Nathaniel try to figure things out. It's a pretty nice thing to do. Yeah, you know, figure it out. So he must believe him, right? I mean, that would be... But a lot of things are against him right now. People dying on top of trains is a normal everyday occurrence. No, no, no. That's not that <laughs> getting in a getting in a gunfight on a train, having people show up at your office continually. This is these are not, uh, you know, and then always knowing where you're. Yeah. People chasing you down. This is not this is not the norm, especially for this guy. He's kind of flies under the radar usually. Well, now he heads off and he's like, uh. It's now Saturday, early evening, February 3rd. And he says it was a strange way to travel through the city. Afraid some stranger would shout my name. No one was home at 125th Street. The neighbors wanted to know why I was asking questions about Stella uh, Galino. And I decided to return to my office because he didn't want to be out on a past 110th Street at night. Uh And I don't blame him based on Bobby Womack's description. Oh, I probably figured he'd wait till the morning. Well, now he's back in the office again. I, I, I question his sanity constantly going back to the office. But hey, you know he's he's well, there. It's like his house, man. Yeah, but they must know he's going to come there, right? I mean, they probably do. He's well, he's got three places he's going to go. <laughs> well, it's... anyway, he gets back to the office and the phone rings. The phone rings, and it's a female caller. Yep, it's a lady caller. I don't know. Is this the lady from the first beginning of the story? The beginning of the story. <laughs> yeah. The this first first page of the story that ran out of the office. Of the whole story. Have you think back that far? You know. Well, anyway, this phone call doesn't go well. And then another bad guy shows up. So Cadaver's back. He's ready to slay Nathaniel. And Nathaniel is running out looking for one of those taxis that are all on strike. And he gets going and the taxi takes off and now a gunfight starts. Now people come after him uh, because he gets in a cab and it's the striking cabbies stop him and they start (laughs) trying to go after him. He's just not having a good day. Did I lose you there? No, he can't get across town. He is not having a good day at all. I did not lose you. I felt like I lost you for a second. No, I I had to mute myself because I had coughed. And then I did not take myself off mute. So I oh, was talking happens. all along. Well, I'm, not, I'm not editing this out. That's you. You messed that up. So, well, now we get another ad for the era, the warlord toys. Hopefully Mike Grell made bank off of these warlord and Eric. Can I just note? I'm still waiting for my Kickstarter, Mike Grell. Thank you. Talk about two years. Um, meanwhile, anyway, meanwhile, back at the hall of justice. I love these columns when I was a kid. I don't know about you. Because it tells you they 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 got you thinking about like all the cool stuff that could be. Yeah, well, I mean, I could afford like one or two comics, right? So yeah, this told me everything that was going on in the background and would get me excited and interested in other things. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I too could be working in comics or discussing comics with people Mm -hmm. someday. And I'm not the only nerd at my school that reads comics. Well, wait, I was, but. What are you talking about? I went to school with you. Well, that was like in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. You were. <laughs> what about in, say, junior high? <laughs> Nerd. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Not calling kettle. Hello. Anyway. I know. <laughs> hey, history day is not for nerds. What are you talking about? Anyway, history day so is not <laughs> okay. So, well, we're back uh, now. He's being attacked by cabbies. It's just not a good day. No, he's he, they're just like wrecking shop on that poor car too. Like they're just like throwing ice and rocks and just like they're gonna destroy it. If they can. Well, he's he's now trying to meet up with somebody by 1030. He is rushing to get there. And here we have a woman who's been beaten up, which if I was going to be critical of a story, I know it is genre for this. But you know how I feel about having women oh. beat up for story plot points. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this actually evolves into something more than a plot point. I don't think it does, if I remember. Yeah, I don't think it does. It just... Is but the, anyway, he meets up and he finds out um, that they had uh, he's reminiscing. But then he he found finds the woman in the darkness. Uh, he looks at her and he meets her for the first time. She turns around, has a black eye and she says, hello, handsome, looking for someone. And he says, must be else. I wouldn't be here freezing my ass off. And she says, you're tough but not as tough as that blonde guy. He's a bit screwy. If you ask me, is the blonde guy, the one who gave you that shiner? And he said, nah, the guy that done this is the guy you want. The guy Blondie works for the guy I work for, for that matter. Uh, the creep wanted me to do it with him. Listen, Buster, I do it with a lot of guys, but not in someone uh, who's got what he's got. And so the big baddie has syphilis. Fantastic. Mm. And now the blonde guy's there and he is and he says, you're a regular canary, Sherry, aren't you? Uh, You're tough. Yeah. Okay. well, here we go. And so now um, he's got to fight another guy. It's a big blonde guy with a coat Mm -hmm. who doesn't look very smart. No, they say draw him not to look very smart. Maybe. And then we get an ad. Sergeant Rock here showing you a preview of Hell, D-Day, June 6, 1944. Luckiest GIs walk away whole. The next luckiest will die. His toughest tickets go to the guys who will wind up in the VA hospitals. And we have an ad asking uh, people to support uh, the VA. That's kind of cool. The Veterans Bedside Network. With Ed McMahon. And Sergeant Rock. And Sergeant Rock. So we are on to the next page and... What is this? He is either on trains or boats all the time. I don't know. But he's on. Seems he, precarious. He, it, it's it's transportation, man. He's it's it, if he's if it's a, if it's a mode of transportation, he's on it. The thing, the thing just does. always he's, he always seems like where he could be in a place where he could fall off and get hurt. Yeah. But are you foreshadowing here, Dan? Well, we have a battle. They start fighting. Uh, Nathaniel Dusk end, ends up in the water. Oh, man. And not so good. Um, once he lands in the water, we get an ad for Atari Force. Oh! Jerry time. Conway and Ho- Louis, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. The new DC, there's no stopping us now. Ha, yeah. I got it this time. Yeah. Trademark of Atari, but these characters had nothing to do with Atari. Um, they were just fantastic characters for a comic book. Yes. And we end the issue. That's it, right? We're in the water. That's it. Yeah. And that's no good. Yeah. Icicles. You know, I was just telling you before the podcast, I just watched uh, Sully 
um, about the airline yeah. pilot that landed in the Hudson and they were talking about how cold it was. And oh, this is not good. No. And he landed, he goes in with a trench coat on that camp. Yeah. Day. And shoes on. How hard it is to, to swear. Oh, sorry. I should. Oh, man. I opened You're my yawning mouth in the middle of yawn. my podcast. I, I'm sorry. It's been a long day. I got up well, at three o'clock. We've had three issues now. So in issue one, he ended hanging off the side of a building. Yes. In issue two, he was on top of had a, a gun train. aimed at him on a train. And now he is in the water off oh, of a ferry. Gosh. Yeah. Ugh. It just keeps Will going he survive? bad to worse. Will he survive? I don't know, man. He's will like, we find out who be... the guy that hit Sherry is? I We probably will. Will we find out why it's so bad past 110th Street? I don't know. Will we ever find out who killed Joyce? I don't know. Well, yes. you'll have to come back on Funny Book Forensics to find out because I'm not going to tell you today. You're you'll not going to tell us for today. Issue four. Issue four. Nathaniel Dusk, where you may learn more about airplanes, trains, boats, or any other form of transportation that Nathaniel Dusk seems to use on a regular basis. <laughs> we will probably find out about some more house ads. You may even find out about the Olympic Sales Club. All right. Because that's where you can sell cards to all your good friends and neighbors. Or even Sweet. on the back of this cover, the Masters of the Universe video game. One of the most terrible Atari games ever. Is it really? Yes. I don't know, uh, have man. you heard anybody ever singing praises for the Masters of the Universe video game? Uh, no, I have not. But I, it's, I it's one of those tried that it yet. It's, so it's, I don't know if it's really that bad. It might not it's be one that of those bad. Famous games that everybody talks about on Atari 2600, right? Like Pitfall. Yeah. <sighs> Blasphemy. You throw it together with Pitfall. We all know Pitfall is so good. Moon Patrol. Oh, that is a beautiful game. I love Moon Patrol. It, I, I do too. And Joust. I've just named Ninja. three games that are great, and you've never heard. How about Solaris, one of the uh, last Atari games? That game was fantastic. I can't even find it. It's By the way, don't go looking for it next to my Atari, because it's not there, unfortunately, which really annoys me. That's unfortunate. If it was there, we could go to the store and play it, like tonight, because that was a fantastic game. But I cannot find that game for cheap. Hmm. Maybe I might find it. Good luck. Well, if you find it, let me know. Or if it's still sitting with my Atari, but I'm pretty sure it's not. So we cannot play it. Which is <laughs> like, sadness. It's really sad. That was a cool game. However, we are at yes. the end of this episode about and probably put a wrap on this one. Yes. Hopefully you've learned something today. And maybe a little a bit was even about Nathaniel Dusk number three. But yeah. It was it was a pretty fun one, and I will I will also be very safe on transportation because Nathaniel Dusk has taught me if he has taught me nothing at all he has taught me that you must be safe on transportation. Yeah, I mean, what have I learned on this episode? Train, Never remote. go to Bashan Island because you can okay. only get there by a ferry. Oh yes, and some guy will come and try to murder you. Or if you're on a train, they might try to murder you. Or if you get a taxi cab. In fact, the only place we haven't been murdered, you know, where nobody's tried to murder anybody in admittedly is 1934 was on an airplane. Yeah. So maybe that means airplanes are the safest mode of travel because even riding in a car, a mob of angry cabbies could surround your car and try to murder you with billy clubs. Yeah. It was danger. It could happen. It could happen. They're throwing rocks and ice and all sorts of stuff at them. Seems sketchy. Super sketchy. Well, on that note, yes, 
with all the great things we've learned, we probably should wrap up this beautiful episode of Funny Book Forensics. Do you have anything to plug since we haven't plugged anything in a bit here? I I would plug this amazing Kickstarter, the Kickstarter that is Scrape. If you've worked in a kitchen, you like space or 80s action flicks, Scrape is the book that you should be backing on Kickstarter right now because it has everything that you probably are going to enjoy and like you should go check it out at uh at kickstarter just check out scrape it is book one of a multi-book series uh created by c Raygun, and we are we are cruising uh towards that that halfway mark uh we are now a uh project they love and uh these are good accolades and good things how do you so, become a project that Kickstarter loves? That is a great question, and I I think there's a there's a formula there's a there's a recipe, and I don't quite understand exactly what goes into it. But apparently, uh, our little ragtag group of folks uh, over at Ominous Sofa has has done it. Where others, um, you know. They, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of work that goes into, you know, people's planning and other stuff like that. We, uh, uh, my, my whole entire thing is just, you know, small, small goals each and every day. We've been doing this for, um, for a few days now, uh, three days now. And each and every day, the small goal is just picking up, um, you know, just going for five plus. So five people plus. Well, uh, the important thing then is. There is now, as of right now, a brand new backer of Scrape. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. I ignored your Twitter posts and I ignored your pleas on Facebook. But yeah, I cannot turn it away when we were right here on the podcast together. Oh, my gosh. I thank you. I appreciate it. I am sure the team the the team is is super excited. I mean, our yeah, right now, our. Our, our daily goal is just to hit 40. We are too shy of that. And I know that means nothing to the listeners who will catch this in days to come. But well, uh, I am back at number 37. So yes. So we're that much closer to halfway. Um, that is awesome. And, and, and what happens if this is is done by the time I post this podcast? But I mean, because, you know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, but they want oh. the book still. Oh, well, that's great. Uh, go check out Ominous Sofa comic or um, blah, 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 blah. Um, just go check out ominous sofa. And I'm sure you're going to provide um, me a link to ominous yes. sofa so we can put it in the show notes. Yes. On, on the old Facebooks there and you'll get all of the good information there on the Facebooks. Fantastic. We will take yes. care of that. And that seems like, this seems like a nice thing to plug. This is, this is much better than most of the things you plug. It's a, it's a fun story. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I guess like the best way to describe it too is like, you know, you got, uh, uh, if you like Rick and Morty and you like star Wars, it's like having, uh, I hate those things. You've lost. I know you hate them. You hate them. I hate all of those things. You hate all of it. Okay. It's like if, if, if you had a kitchen on, on the star Trek enterprise 
and it was the guys <laughs> I like, that I, would you quit the, the saying pe- all things i like you're just the like, people who yeah the people who the people who work in the kitchen and it's just their story while everyone else is doing cool stuff and they have to like you know make alien food for all the different alien races and then clean all the plates this is their story <laughs> i like it but but also it's very like you know you got you got uh uh goofy young person and a uh just kind of like a rough around the edges elder <laughs> kind of ushering them into the into the ways of the back of house hmm. in the kitchen i feel like there. you already got to read the story a little bit a little bit okay the, if you, you, you go on to the have, you if seem anyone to have, goes you, you seem to have insider information if anyone goes onto the kickstarter page you too can get the first 12 pages right now so well, tell them. All right. Well, we will we will get a link to either their website or the Kickstarter, depending on when this episode posts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely work, keep backing these worthwhile independent projects. You will not regret it. So sweet. And with that note, uh, we probably should wrap this thing up. So I'm Dan, and this was a great episode of Funny Book Forensics that went everywhere. And you are... I'm Greg, and I had a great time. Thanks for inviting me on this journey. Look at that enthusiasm as we end another episode of Funny Book Forensics. Huzzah! Oh, I'm supposed to hit the button now. Ah! Oh, man. I I can't find it. Where is the button? Written, created, drawn, colored, and lettered by C. Ray Gunn. Edited and produced by Phil Haxo. If you've worked in a kitchen... If you know the back of house, this is a book for you. If you like sci-fi, this is a book for you. If you like 80s action flicks, this is a book for you. It's the one and only thing you need to be getting on Kickstarter right now. Back Scrape on Kickstarter. Brought to you by the team over at Ominous Sofa and brought to life by you through Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Scrape. The one and only thing you need to be back. Scrape. Scrape. Scrape.